Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at. Thank you for joining the Joe Hoff Show. Glad you're here. We've got a lot of news. I see some of these clips that were shown uh, before the show here are just great. And uh, one I shared yesterday, that, that talk that Biden gave where he starts talking about Mitterrand as if he's still alive, talking about G7 Summit after the uh, 2020 election where he's talking to Mitterrand, calls him German. The guy's French and he's dead. He's been dead, I think, since 1996. Just the insanity uh, that we're living in with today in the United States. And the whole world laughs at us because of this. And uh, and it's demoralizing. And that's what the communist fascists want to do. Everything they do is about demoralizing people, scaring them, you know, causing fear and causing them to uh, think that, oh, it's all over. Might as well give up now. And, and that's how these animals are. Uh, we have to stand strong. There's going to be challenges around, along the way. There always are. Uh, to expect, uh, to think that just because you have a challenge that you're unique is, is, is a lie. I think that's maybe one of the greatest lies from the, what, from, from the, the evil one, uh, the devil, whatever you want to call it, uh, always constantly trying to tell us that we're not, that we're not beautiful. We're not God, like God, even though it says throughout the Bible all over the place that we are God's children. We're just like God. And, and also that, uh, you know, we might as well give up, might as well just give up. Let's just roll over and allow, allow evil to take over. And that's not something that's, uh, it, that's not something that's built into our system. It's just not there. And what we do need sometimes, though, are leaders and individuals to just to, to charge ahead, to say, damn you, evil, we're going to continue. And that's what we're doing. We're doing it every day. We're doing it at TNTradio.live. We're doing it at, at home. We're doing it in, in, in our relationships. We're doing it in our business. We're doing it here uh, here on the air and, and letting you know the truth and letting you know that we are charging ahead. We're going to keep doing and sharing the truth no matter what comes our way. We're gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna step back. We're not gonna let a couple little hiccups, uh, you know, cause us major challenges. We'll make it through it. We'll figure it out, and we'll get it. Yeah, get you the truth, no matter what it takes. I see uh, today massive uh, efforts of censorship uh, all over the place. I just got a text message from Colonel retired Colonel uh, John Mills. He um he sent me a text about a message uh, about a, an article that he just wrote. Listen to this. John says. Just had my most recent Gateway Pundit article tagged as right-wing and untrustworthy on LinkedIn and had it taken off by LinkedIn. Clear censorship and collusion. This is what we're living in today. We've heard they're going to ramp up the censorship. Here we are. It's only February, early February of 2024, and they're going to censor the, the censor all truth. They cannot allow us to share the truth. Because people know the truth, and you know what the, the problem is? It is, and it's not us. It's not us that are sharing the truth. It's the human spirit. It's the people out there that are listening. They want the truth. They will work to get the truth. Great example is back uh, uh, during uh, the Cold War, and where Russia sh- tried to do the same thing. Had this Pravda, which was garbage media, as bad as ours is today, as bad as ours is today, garbage media. Uh, like a you know the legacy media ABC NBC CBS CNN MSNBC MSNBC is is pure and CNN pure propaganda. It's no longer the news. It's grotesque. It's it they 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 air things like that. That was a I believe that was an MSNBC interview with Hillary Clinton, where she calls she calls she's so nasty. That lady is so nasty. She is so hated. She says that Hunter, uh, Tucker Carlson. I almost said Hunter Carlson. Tucker Carlson is a useful idiot. And, uh, you know, we heard that right before the show. That's what she shared. It's like, that lady is so disgusting. She has, she's involved. She's made millions off of Russia, uh, really off of taking from the United States and the, and the people in the U.S., selling to Russia a quarter of U.S. uranium in this Uranium One incident uh, bef- while she was Secretary of State and working with Obama. All these people made money. But the U.S. lost its maybe its single largest uranium deposit in the in the Rocky Mountains. He authorized that, and Clinton Foundation made millions right after that, like something like two hundred million. And she has the audacity to say that 
Uh, Tinker Carlson is a useful idiot. I mean, this lady is, excuse me, so so disgusting and so corrupt. And it's no wonder that Obama wanted her in after him. And it's no wonder that Joe Biden is in now. These people are all the same breed. They don't give a damn about America. They're disgusting and liars and they hate America. And that's why we're going to keep sharing the truth. We're going to share the truth with you every day because that's the way God made us. God God believes in the truth. And I want to be on the side of God. I'm sorry. I don't want to be on the side of evil. No, that's not that's not where I want to be. So we got to continue to share the truth. And Hillary Clinton, here's the truth. She's just a slime dog that we're so blessed never became president of the United States. No matter what this garbage media pushed about her and the nasty things they said about President Trump. Thank the Lord Jesus that she was never president of the United States because she is an evil woman. Evil and nasty. I believe she even was at Epstein Island. And going back to John Mills's uh, note that he sent me this morning text, he says he's been censored by LinkedIn. Well, think about this. We've got E. Jean Carroll, this crazy lady from, who's suing President Trump. And I say she's crazy because she can't even remember the day, month, and year that she supposedly was raped by President Trump. The guy backing her, the billionaire, even though she said under oath that she wasn't, nobody else was, was helping her, under oath, she says that. The facts are she's being funded by this founder of LinkedIn, of all things, this uh, Reed Hoffman guy, snake, chunky, ugly, fat guy. And 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 he is funding her. She lies. That's fine with it. That's fine with the Clinton judge, the Bill Clinton judge appointed and who's over this case. He doesn't care. He's got long hair. He looks ratty. He's nasty. Trump came out of the room. He left. He left the courtroom, says that is the most of what he say, the most abusive individual I have ever met. He's so disgusting, so disgusting. Ran his courtroom like a like a like a fascist Nazi communist judge. Sick. This is the stuff. It's sick. Somebody appointed by Hillary Clinton's husband, Bill. These people are sick. Hoffman goes to Epstein Island. Bill Clinton all over Epstein Island. And then Hoffman supports this lady who's accusing President Trump of raping her. She never she can't even say the day. And the problem with that is that doesn't provide for President Trump to have an alibi. He can't say, oh, on that day I was here. He can't say that because she won't provide a day. So that's the that's the dilemma we have here. And the whole story is mirrors somehow some story that was on, on television years ago, about the same time that she started saying the story. The lady gets on, on with CNN here over the last couple of years and starts hitting on Anderson Cooper saying, oh, yeah, rape is sexy, she says. She goes, mm, you're pretty good looking too. It's the creepiest thing you ever see. It makes you want to throw up. He immediately went to a commercial break. He's freaked. He's a gay man. He's freaked with this lady coming on to him like that. We all were. It's gross. It's sick. And that corrupt judge wouldn't let President Trump's team to share that in the trial. They wouldn't let, they, they had to run their questions through the judge and their answers. It's, this, is, this is not due process. This, this is not, this, the whole thing's a sham. And then, then they, then he gives uh, what uh, eighty some or whatever it was, millions of dollars penalty towards President Trump. They are trying to bankrupt the president of the United States. They are trying to destroy him. Hillary, Obama, Biden. We just found out overnight that Joe Biden is no is has. There's going to be no charges against Joe Biden for having classified docs in his possession. I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of classified docs. Pens, if not one classified doc, is a, is a serious felony, is my understanding. So you have to steal it out of a skiff. He had these laying all over, had some found in his garage. They're all over the place. They knew about this. Two months after they go and raid President Trump and accuse him of having classified docs illegally, President Trump had the Presidential Records Act. He can take whatever he wants. That's what the law says. He had every right to have whatever he wanted to from his White House. It was it, They shouldn't have touched this. It was a crime when they stole these documents from President Trump. Now they want to withhold from us all the documents that they stole because they don't want us to know what they stole from President Trump. So they steal these documents from President Trump. They charge him with the crime of having classified documents, even though he's president of the United States and has the Presidential Records Act. Joe Biden, who is a vice president and a senator, didn't have that act. Only about five people on this earth do. And he had documents with him that have been there for we don't know how long. And they're at the, at the they, we find him in Chinatown, in Austin. We find these documents in his possession 
at the University of Penn, where he's got this facility that's been paid for by China. And then we find him in, in his garage. It's like, and no crimes. Today they announced no crimes for Biden. This is the insanity. This is this is this is the insanity. I tell you what, I'm gonna play a clip here. You're gonna you're gonna be blown away. So I think it's one of the greatest clips, short clips on the 2020 election you're ever gonna see. It, it says, this is how we got this clown in the White House. It was not it was not because American people voted this guy in through through a majority, through the elect with the elect. It was massive fraud. And I've got a story I'm gonna tell you right after this video. But this thing is outstanding. I want you to listen. It's great. You're gonna love it. And here we are, we're gonna play this clip of what happened in the 2020 election right now. Start with a virus, imported into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors. Not them, not them. That's your guys. Put patients into nursing homes. Kill thousands. Blame the president. Keep blaming. Blame some more. Lock down small business. Kill the economy. Push mail-in voting. Stoke a race war. Call for riots. Pick a candidate. No, not her. Yeah, that's more like it. Lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the pulse. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. It's that easy. That's an amazing video. I hope it came out clear uh, on your end. It's it's amazing. You can see it. I put it up yesterday in a post at uh, joehoff.com uh, that will uh, blow you away. This this article that I came up with um, was from information from Rasmussen reports, and 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 I write in my in my uh, header, damn them. Evidence uncovered the deep state committed treasonous acts in the 2020 election, and what we're talking about is exactly is exactly that. These these criminals said that they were going to, uh, uh, that, that everything was fine. It was the most secure election ever. It was a lie. It wasn't true. They knew it. And and what happened is these guys, uh, this one group uh, did some FOIAs, uh, some documents. They find out that the CISA, the same organization under the government, that supposedly was supposed to protect American people. Uh, this, and this Krebs guy who was, who was uh, speaking on behalf of uh, uh, the United States and the CISA shared this after the election. We had we had Emerald Robinson on the show yesterday, and she says, "Hey, this guy, she got a letter from somebody saying, hey, he doesn't have the ability to even say this stuff. He's not an IT guy. He doesn't understand this stuff, and and this isn't approved by the department. The stuff that he said about the election being uh, the most uh, you know, the most secure election in U.S. history was a lie. He was saying that. What we find out now is no, the CISA knew that's this organization that Krebs was over." They knew that in-person voting would not increase the spread of COVID. They knew that. They had information on that. They knew that mail-in voting was less secure. CISA nevertheless supported policy changes to encourage unprecedented widespread mail-in voting across the states. We all knew it was a nightmare. Then the CISA formed the EIP to censor narratives related to the uh, to voting. And uh, the EIP, Election Integrity Project, targeted their number one target was Gateway Pundit, and I believe it was me. Number one target in the U.S., twice as many as any other entity because we were destroying it after the election. I was getting information from experts all around this country saying, this isn't right, this isn't right, this isn't right. So they had to take that down. And they're starting the censorship right now. And this is the hell that these people want on earth. I don't want it. I hope you don't either. And I think you don't, or you wouldn't be here listening to us. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the southern border and the mess there. We've got Michael Yan, who's going to be with us, an expert who knows more about the border and the hell that's being generated down there than anybody on this earth. So we'll be right back with Michael Yan. TNT's Timothy Shea. The race is essentially now Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Ron disappoints us. We'll be pulling his hat from the ring next. And the issue, as always, is why is the Nikki taking so much of the left's money? Well, maybe this will give you a little insight. She credits Hillary Clinton 
with inspiring her to enter politics, having attended a women's leadership summit at which Hillary spoke. And Nikki said, and I quote, I then had to decide whether I was a Republican or Democrat. See, Nikki has no core beliefs other than doing whatever her globalist masters, paymasters, want her to say. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide the news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. American journalists are paying with their lives. They faced exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Surtout que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, this is Joe Hoff. We're back. Thrilled uh, to be here with you today. We're so glad you're listening. We know you you love the truth or you wouldn't be here. And thanks uh, uh, thanks for being here. We've got an incredible guest with us again today, uh, somebody I'd call a friend and somebody who's just one of the most uh, heroic individuals on this earth and, and a resume to prove it, uh, Mr. Michael Jan. Michael, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Hey, Joe. Good morning. I'm in Dripping Springs, Texas now. Actually, in a distillery, unfortunately, I don't drink alcohol because this is like being Willy Wonka chocolate factory and not liking chocolate, <laughs> but uh, wow. getting ready to go back to the jungle here uh, in a few days, packing up now. Wow. So where exactly in Texas is that uh, where you're at? Uh, near Austin. And so I came up okay. here for meetings and whatnot. And uh, and uh, and and now, you know, getting ready to take another group of people down into the Darien Gap. So they can see the invasion firsthand. You can see it's growing and it's just uh, it's a full on war invasion. More and more people see it. Uh, I think, you know, I just took Brett Weinstein down there. It, his um, yeah, his uh, his appearance on Tucker Carlson, I think, may have gotten about 12 million views so far. Something around there uh, after I uh, took him and Chris Martinson in, they did a great job. And the interviews that uh, that uh Brett Weinstein and Chris Martinson have done since they, and, and Vandersteel as well, Masako Ganaha, the interviews that they've all done since they left have been phenomenal. Um, you can see uh, that millions of people have, uh, I mean, the things that you see when you go there are far more intense than is, you know, than I can convey. Right. And, and mm. when you see the different ecosystems of not just the flows of the aliens coming through, such as the Chinese and their aggressiveness and their arrogance towards Americans, uh, but also the many NGOs and IGOs and, uh, and uh, nonprofits that are there, such as Catholic Charities, uh, IOM, of course, which is the Inter International Organization for Migration and highest. I started hitting highest hard a couple of weeks or about a week ago, actually a couple of weeks ago. I started hitting highest very hard because it's the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. I started hitting highest very hard because Mayorkas was a board member on highest 
and he was up for impeachment. And then, he, you know, he moved over from highest, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, over to Department of Homeland Security. And now he's back in the same camps that Hyas is in today. He came back there building those camps uh, up even larger, you know, the invasion camps. And so, yeah, and so I started hitting them quite hard. Uh, actually, if he had been a board member on Catholic Charities, I'd be hitting them. But he wasn't. He's a board member. on. This is of specific interest because huge amounts of Jewish money literally is helping the invasion of Islamic terrorists through. So I've been alerting uh, people that go to highest.org and look at the names of the donors on there. Those people need to be made aware if they're not aware already. If they if they are aware of what they're doing, they're straight up traitors. If they're not if they're not aware, then they need to be made aware so they can stop donating to highest. But the United States government is a huge benefactor to highest and Catholic charities and all the rest of the zoo that's causing this massive uh, invasion of the United States and, and Europe and other places. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Michael. And, you know, we had this vote the other day on Mayorkas to impeach the guy. He should have been impeached on day one. He never should have been brought in that role. The guy's born in Cuba. You can tell he's, to me, he's just a communist that hates America. I've never seen anybody lie like he does in front. Everything he says seems to be a lie. The guy's so disgusting. And they couldn't get it through because of four Republicans that wouldn't, that voted with the with the Dems. Of course, the Dems are going to stick together no matter what. You could, you could be voting on, uh, you know, blowing this country up. They'd all stick together if they were told to. It's just a disgusting but uh it also angers me because there's a couple representatives i've uh, one guy from new york that the republicans went after and said he was not being honest so we're going to get rid of him and he would have been a vote that would have saved that so this you know the republicans keep uh you know cutting the american people's throats because mayorkas needs to be gone we need a major league transition in that entire department and and this guy's still around Ashley, you've been down at the border, right there at the border, maybe the whole border, I think you've told me before. What is the mood of these guys that work for the federal government? Are they happy with Mayorkas? Are they on his side? Do they are are they what what's what's their attitude towards him and, and what's happening? Generally, it's very low morale on Border Patrol. Although I can sense that some of the Border Patrol have definitely been replaced by left wingers. So it's not like the Border Patrol is the old Border Patrol. Some are, and their morale tends to be quite low. I've heard there's been actual fistfights between Border Patrol. I've heard that from Border Patrol. And, uh, you know, some of the left-wingers, and some of it you can sense. Like when I'm down at the border, uh, some of the people are like, yeah, we need help. You know, get the word out. And uh, others are, you can tell. I mean, you're dealing with basically Antifa in uniform. I mean, they're they're slowly infiltrating in that network. You know, Mayorkas, um, you know, he is a, 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 a Cuban uh, uh, refugee of Jewish parents, and that's why he was a board member on Hyas, right? Uh, because Hyas is the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. And, 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 and the fact is, he actually opened the door for more to come through. And that's what's happening now. Now, people immediately there was I gave a, a talk the other day, by the way, in Dripping Springs, and there was Antifa in the crowd. And some of the things that I said caused people to go, oh, that's anti-Semitic, because I pointed out the highest is actually funding part of the invasion. Right. <laughs> so so they got picked up by Newsweek and everybody. The person making that accusation is straight up Antifa and known to be Antifa and is on, on the Antifa watch page. Yet MSM actually just picks up Antifa and runs with it, a carefully cut uh, video that you know how this goes. It's the normal clown show that's causing the invasion, right, that will end up in their own deaths. A lot, you know, the Antifa are too dense and that sort of group, not just them, of course, they're a, a subcategory, but a lot of the left are just too dense to rip. They see what's happening to Chicago now. They see what's happening to New York. And yet I'll guarantee you a huge amount of those will still vote Democrat. They're still they're too dense to realize they they are about to be genocided. And I mean, dead. I mean, they're not just going to be, you know, run out of their job. They're going to be run out of their apartment. They're going to be run out of their homes. They'll be killed. This is an old war game. It's happened many, many times throughout space and time. It's a replacement demographic. It's a it's a, a weaponized migration, which is, you know, a common tactic in war. You know, before the war broke out with in Ukraine, you know, let's say the latest iteration of it. I went over to uh, I was down in Morocco with Chuck Holton and we heard that. Um, 
that Belarus was pushing aliens, was push, pushing weaponized migrants to Poland and Lithuania. And so we flew immediately from Morocco to Lithuania because, you know, when I see something like that, especially from Belarus, I suspected some war was brewing. So this was before the war broke out in Ukraine. I spent about five weeks in Lithuania. They gave me full access to the camps and that sort of thing. Keep in mind, I had been with the um, Lithuanian army in Afghanistan. So I had good contacts there. So it wasn't like I just walked in off the street. They knew me from, from the war, right? And so I was able to you know, get access immediately, right, almost right off the airplane. And, but the bottom line is when I see weaponized migration, to me, it's like it's, it's the equivalent of pulling cannons up to, and tanks up to the border. I know what I'm looking at. I'm a war correspondent. And that's what we have going on in the United States and Europe at large in general. Right. We have uh, a weaponized migration, which will end up being incredibly kinetic. You see a lot of the murders that are happening around the United States now and uh, Europe. I mean, it's picking up steam. Nobody seems to know how many are actually being murdered in Europe and the United States because the MSM is completely captured. There is no media, really. It's it. Um, so MSM, the idea of mainstream media is actually defunct. I mean, it's down to people like us. I mean, they're gone. I like CNN and that sort of thing. They're they're obviously uh, I mean, they're just actors yeah, and propaganda. actresses is all they are. Yeah. yeah. And they're quite oh, literally yeah. actors and actresses. I mean, it's it's another form of Hollywood. And I say that in full yeah. seriousness. And likewise, you know, when you're in D.C., I know you spend a lot of time there. You know, the people in Washington, longtime hands in Washington say Washington is just Hollywood for ugly people. Right. I mean, it, it's that's right. what it is. It's a big it's a big stage. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and so we've got uh, all the uh, most of the actors and actresses have been captured whether that's politicians. Look, who are these four clowns who voted for uh, for, yeah. for, for, for Mayorkas? Do you know who they were? Yeah, well, I know one's Ken Buck, and um, he's from Colorado, and he's just a snake. He's voting everything dim. He's not a Republican. He's not for the people, for sure. He He's one of these people that I've seen it now embedded across the country in state legislatures where you've got a real red state like let's say Missouri and you've got these guys that are pushing that ranked choice voting and and these crazy uh uh deals and they're and and they're voting Democrat and so these guys aren't Democrats they aren't Republicans they're Democrats and they're lying to get into office and then they vote like Ken Buck does against uh, the Republicans you know Mike let me ask you a question though you mentioned this uh weaponized immigration which is really interesting to me the thing that we met years ago in Hong Kong that's where we first met you came over uh, right before the protests really started there and um and we talked a bit and you did a lot of reporting from Hong Kong the thing that I saw after COVID after they pretty much to me took over Hong Kong now China runs Hong Kong and they had the upper house they had the CEO which is their president then they just made the lower house just nothing so it has no power and um and and now they they run Hong Kong and if you say anything about China you could get shipped over to China and be gone and lost forever well, what I saw after COVID and more recently is now they've opened up the, uh, they've changed the law so that now you can again buy property if you're a Chinese mainlander and, and they're allowing then more Chinese to come into Hong Kong. And so from my perspective, what they're doing is they're eventually going to try to get rid of Cantonese, the language there, bring in Mandarin speaking people that are pro-Chinese and they're going to change that whole culture in hong kong away from where it was the most that was the freest country in the world rated that year after year less tax code all these things that was winning a free health care um and and still a surplus every year this country now is under china and we'll see what happens but they are changing that culture i believe by bringing in chinese mainlanders and that's is that what's happening here in the u.s is that a, a synopsis of the scenario here now yeah, but in the U.S., it'll clearly go much more kinetic. Uh, the um, you know, in in Hong Kong, it's going to be more like Tibet. You know what I mean? I, I've been to Tibet as well. It's going to be more like Jinjit. We're clearly going into a genocide. Uh, you know, in Hong so you're Kong, you're talking violence, just violence, genocide. People are going to start killing each other and stuff like that. Is that what you're saying? Super violence, ultra violence, as they would say on you know Clockwork Orange. I mean, it's 
truly coming into that. The uh, you know, in Hong Kong, they started with that demographic warfare before those big protests of 2019, 20. Of course, you had 2014 as well, the Umbrella Revolution. But but they were, you know, drip dropping uh, main mainland Chinese, Han Chinese in for years. And they would take the, the normal positions of professors and and uh, politicians, policemen, the normal, uh, you know, uh, is, you know, teaching the new history in the schools, teaching children that Cantonese is like redneck language, basically, and you should speak uh, Mandarin. Uh, so they've been doing that for years, and they do the same in, in Japan now. They're in the United States, of course, rewriting history books and that sort of thing, you know, history warfare. I see that through Central America, too. I just was in five uh, countries in Central America, like Honduras. They're doing archaeological warfare there, trying to persuade the Mayan Indians that they're descendants of uh, Chinese, and they came over the land bridge, and, you know, all the evil white people came and took your land, that sort of thing. So they're doing the same thing all over the world, uh, or not all over the world, but many parts of the world, let's say, with the Ainu in Japan, with the Okinawans as well. And, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's I, I could go on for hours just about that. But the bottom line is the demographic warfare, the history warfare, uh, archaeological warfare. I call it archaeological warfare, muse museum warfare. When I go to new countries, I always go to the museums and I go to the libraries. I was just in a, li a library in San Salvador. It's seven floors. It's brand new. There's a Chinese communist flag flying right out front. It's a, and I spent the afternoon in that library with uh, Masako Ganaha, the Japanese journalist. And it was amazing. It's a, just a brainwashing center. So the Chinese communist flag is flying downtown in San Salvador, right in front of the library. Right. And it's a brand new light, but it's really a brainwashing center. It's mostly um, uh, video games. Like they have all these big screen video games. And, you know, they kept saying we have PlayStation five and it's seven floors. And uh, they kept saying, you know, well, you know, we have, you know, uh, I don't know, Batman and uh, Game of Thrones and all these things, you know, it was just. A, and uh, and so you have to read a book, quote unquote, for 30 minutes so that you can play a game for an hour. So when you come in, you have your 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 card, which they call a key to knowledge. Right. So the, the library cards called a key to knowledge and the key to knowledge. After you read a book, you take a little test on the book, which, you know, we can only guess what that book might be. And and then you get to play video games for an hour and then you have to go and study another book for 30 minutes. It's perfect brainwashing, right? I think it was the fifth floor. Uh, it was for 14 to 24 year olds. I don't know how you make that grouping, but that's what they did. And so you, you go, I took photos and videos. They allowed me to do that because when you come in, you have to take a tour. Right. And it's open. 24 seven. It's literally open seven days a week. I said, even Christmas and New Year's, like every single day, it will never close. So you can always go there, play video games, get some brainwashing done and, you know, go back about your business. Yeah, it's a perfect sit up. You know, I kept asking, where's the mathematics section? Where's the engineering and physics and that sort of thing? And, you know, MBA type stuff. And, and uh, finally, we got to that. I think that was the sixth floor. Yeah, that was the sixth floor. And it was just a small section. I mean, I mean, I've got more mathematics and physics and chemistry books in my personal library. You know, this is like a, a seven floor library. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it, it's. Um, so what I'm getting to is the Chinese Communist Party. They're very good at this. I often go to museums. I've been to China looking at their museums like Nanjing and whatnot. Complete hatred towards Japanese. They anyway, not to go into that. That's really interesting. You know, I've been over to to Tibet looking at these things. I've been so many places. I've written three books on Chinese information war, by the way. I've mentioned it to you before. Wow. But they're only in they're only in Japanese, though. They're, they're not in English. Because I've right. been working to wake up Japanese for years now. And I've, I've you know, I and and Japanese that are interested in waking up Japan, we've we've woken up quite a few, but not enough because the Japanese sleepwalk just like Europeans and Americans. Although you see a lot more Americans waking up now and Europeans, too, after there's dead bodies laying all over the streets. Right. And and uh, yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, look at Europe now. I mean, there's literally how many thousands of people have already been killed by these aliens coming through? I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Oh. You see Sweden, uh, it, it, the, the Swedish uh clearly see that they're going into a serious war and they've been immune, not, not immune, of course, but let's say they've been on the sidelines of wars for a long time now, many generations. And now suddenly it's in their heart. 
They're literally having mm-hmm. uh, uh, basically a, a national heart attack because mm-hmm. they've let so many non non compatible fish into their aquarium. You know, yeah. and some fish well, just don't mix well in the same aquarium. Yeah, amen. And I've heard uh, the women there start wearing he- hijabs because they don't want to get singled out. They don't wear one. They get on the bus or whatever the train in some of these cities. They're they're, they're a target, and so they yeah, start complying with raped. that so they don't get abused. Yeah, they're tired of getting and, raped. And, and, we warned them. We warned them. You know, yeah. I, I, well, I've, been in, I've been in a lot yeah. of the countries where these people are coming from. I spent most of my life in these other countries. And when we were warning them, of course, they called us racist. I'm like, well, enjoy your rape, you know, enjoy your murder yeah. because that's what's going to happen. And I'm not going to mince words. They will rape you. They will chop your head off and kick it down the road. That's how these people roll. These are straight up savage cultures you're letting in. They're living the way it was a thousand years ago. And if you bring them into your culture, they're not going to suddenly rise up and be Swedish. They're just going to kill you and they're going to take your yeah. homes. And then Sweden will be another cesspool. Yeah. Well, and 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 you got these liberal ladies that are running that country for a long time. You're like, what are you doing? What what you yeah. know, they're so compassionate and loving, and they just think if we just love everybody, they're just gonna, we're all gonna live together, for, you know. Uh, free and it's the opposite it's like no you're a fool you're bringing in these people that are going to kill you and you and and your your people you know are are at risk because of your ignorance i see this you've probably seen it all over the place where some of these liberals or i'll call them liberals maybe some conservatives just think oh if we just treat people nice they'll just be so good to us and 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 uh and we can all live happy happy ever after and i just don't think that's the case i just think there are some evil people out there that want to kill kill you there for various reasons i guess you would know better than me but um oh they're straight up predatory think- cultures yeah joe i mean they act like speaking of cats i was about to say it they think they're adapt adopting a cat the cat just walked in and wants attention you might hear it but uh but yeah come here shadow but uh they you know they act like they're adopting cats if i'm nice to the cat and feed the cat the cat will be a nice cat but that's not how this happens they're a they have adopted they think they've adopted predatory cultures like adopting you know a hundred crocodiles and letting your children swim in the pool with them it's just not going to work out yeah president trump's been reading this thing at some of his rallies it's called like the snake or something like that i don't know if it's dr seuss or whoever wrote it but it's like this lady brings in this snake and treats it so nice feels sorry for this snake and then all of a sudden the snake bites her and she goes why did you do that and the snake goes Oh, silly lady, you knew I was a snake when you brought me in. And yeah, it's very it's very appropriate, I think, for what's going on right now. This is insanity. Yeah, he gets, you know, uh, I've been publishing that off and on for several years now. And that came from that movie, The Natural Born, Natural Born Killers. Right. But it actually comes from that parable about the, the scorpion and the frog. Or there's different ways to tell the same. You know, the, 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 there's different ways this parable goes in different cultures. But basically, the scorpion asked the frog to take it across the river and the frog says no you're a scorpion you'll sting me and and i'll die and then the scorpion says well no because if i sting you then i'll drown because i can't swim and so you know the frog's like okay and he starts to take the scorpion across the river and the scorpion stings the frog and the frog's paralyzed he's like why did you sting me now we both die and the scorpion's like you knew i was a scorpion and that's where that parable comes from. You knew I was a snake when you picked me up. I've been publishing yeah. that for several years. Every once in a while, I, like in 2016, when they were when they started allowing all those people in, uh, into into uh, Europe, uh, where I lived in Europe for more than six years, I started publishing that video from Natural Born Killers. And, 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 you know, the Indian is there in the scene and he's like, you know, he's got he's he's petting this big rattlesnake. And and he tells the story. The snake is in the ice or the cold and the lady picks it up and warms it up and it bites her on the cheek and, and she starts to die. And she says, why did you do that? And he said, again, as Trump keeps reading it out, but he skips, he doesn't use the colorful language of natural born killers. But the bottom line is that's what these cultures are. Many of these again. A lot of people don't realize that these cultures come with their own firmware and it's just what it is. I mean, again, if you had a fish chart, you know, if you have aquarium, you know, if you ever had an aquarium and you get the fish chart and you know, like you got like, uh, let's say the Filipino fish would be green, 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 green with all the other fish, amber with other Filipinos, green, green, green. Chechens are like 
red, 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 Amber with other Chechens, red, red, red. They don't get along with anybody. You know, you get more than six Chechens. It's critical Chechen mass, right? They become super Chechen, right? But you get Filipinos, they get along with almost anybody, right? And then most of the other cultures like ours is somewhere in between. Like my culture, Scott Irish, will get along with some and not with others. We'll get along mostly with most people, but there's some, we're just going to straight up not get along and we're going to fight and we're not going to submit. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and cause we're not a submissive culture. Right. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the interesting thing about Scots Irish, which uh, they, they often intermarry with other, they're not really xenophobic per se. They intermarry a lot actually with other cultures, mm-hmm. but, uh, but they don't submit. That's not, there are other cultures like you can see the Swedish have totally submitted. They're like little kittens, you know, and now they're now many of them will be raped and killed and they just will die. I mean, that's what's going to happen. We warned them. There's no there's no easy way out of this. Now you're either going to submit or you're going to leave or you're going to die or you're going to fight and you're going to kill them and you're going to run them out. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, I'm a war correspondent. I look in terms. um, I tried to get them to avoid this. I tried as hard as I could. I would go to Europe and shout from the rooftops. They're going to kill you. And they're like, oh, you're a white racist. And I'm like, okay. And they're going to kill you too, right? It's like, you know, here it goes. And it's the same in the United States. You're either going to fight now or you're going to fight later. Well, and we have huge numbers still coming in, like divisions worth of people every month, several divisions worth of enemy fighting age men every month. We've got, we don't even know how many now. I mean, how many yeah. you know, people keep throwing numbers around six million, eight million. Nobody knows. It's millions and millions have come yeah. in, and it's almost certainly in the tens of millions have come in in the last mm-hmm. 10 years or so. We don't even know. 10 years for sure. And, 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 yeah, and we they're don't know. building, and, yeah. and they're having babies as we speak. Babies are popping out who will be taught to kill us and hate us. Yeah. And, 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 we, we were told, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, oh, there's 10 million illegals here. Now what's the number? We're hearing 300,000 people cross that border in December. It's like these numbers are record-breaking what's happening. That would be and, a low um, number. That would have to be a low yeah. number. Uh, because, yeah. we, uh, you know, because there are the ones who cross the southern border. There's the ones who come up on the Florida beaches, the ones who come across the huge northern border. It's a lot of people. We don't know how many. And and sorry and many are just many are just flying in many are flying in on the swift air flights every day right they come in from colombia they come in from guatemala they they fill out their cbp1 apps on their phones uh and and they literally so we, the, obviously the government's not telling us how many are coming in even if yeah. they knew first of all they don't even know but any numbers yeah. that they do they don't they don't tell the truth about anything unless it's just a coincidence yeah. You know, the only yeah, time the government yeah. tells the truth is just when it just the card happens to land on the truth. Yeah, somebody somebody outs them for something. We find something out, and then they're like caught. the um, The question I have is, uh, um, where did where are these people at in the U.S. today? I've heard rumors they might be on Indian reservations. What do you, What do you think? Where are these people hiding? They're, like they're not said, hiding. They're everywhere. I mean, the Chinese are out growing dope. I mean, they're mm. in Maine and Oregon and, and Oklahoma and California. China, many of the Chinese are coming in, literally starting huge growth, uh, dope growing. That's why I keep some people are getting angry. I keep attacking Joe Rogan. Right. And they're like, oh, how can you do that? Why don't you get on a show? I don't want to get on a show. Why would I want to get on his dope smoking show so that I'll have to go wash my clothes when I leave? He is acting as an enemy agent. I mean, quite literally, he's. The bottom line, he gets on a show, he gets drunk and he smokes dope while the Chinese grow dope and sell it and lace it with stuff. You can't even make up this stuff. I mean, it's so transparent what he's doing. Right. You know, I have a long track record. I, I don't attack many people. But when I do, when I pop the pen on somebody like Gerald McChrystal or General, General Daniel Menard in, in Afghanistan, simultaneously they both got fired right but in the beginning people said what are you crazy these are super generals well daniel menard based on my work ended up being reduced in rank to colonel and he ended up in prison in afghanistan for unrelated stuff but other stuff that he did later but i mean so when i when i first pop pop the pin on these guys everybody thought they were superheroes likewise with abbott in texas i was one of the very first going this guy is not going to close the border this guy is World Economic Forum. And now it's everybody can see it, right? It's the same with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is clearly operating as an enemy operative. He is 
uh, knowingly or unknowing, he's not, he's too smart to be doing it unknowingly. He gets on there, does all these conservative talking points, and he's smoking the bong in front of millions of young people while we're being invaded by Chinese who are growing that dope. You can't even make up this stuff. You know what I mean? So 99% of his message can be, hey, great, this guy's on our side, let's smoke the dope, right? And meanwhile, these high testosterone Chinese are coming through the Darien Gap. I see them all the time when I'm down there. I see them all the time when I'm in Arizona or Texas border or California. These are high testosterone men. They're very arrogant towards Americans. They're very dismissive towards Americans. They know they're coming to take over this country. They're not coming here to, to run noodle restaurants. They're not coming here to run laundries. These are coming. They are coming here, as one general told me in Honduras recently, to become the country. They're not coming to conquer it. They're coming to become it. You know, they're going to conquer it by just flooding in with so many people and displacing the others. Meanwhile, we've got other ecosystems, for instance, uh, Chechens and so many others, Somalis. They're all coming into their little fiefdoms. They are, a lot of Americans don't seem to realize they don't unless they came from this sort of background that a lot of these people coming in, like from Nigeria, they're not coming in as Nigerians or individuals. They come in as tribes. Right. They don't like Nigerians don't come in and look for other Nigerians. They look for other people in Igbo tribe or whatever. How should they come in? They look for people from different tribe from their own tribe. Same with Kurds. I love Kurds. I spend a lot of time with them. But when they come in, they don't they're not like, hey, we're all, all a bunch of Kurds together. No, they get they, they they're five their type uh, tribes fight in Japan, their tribes fight in, in Nashville, their tribes fight in Germany. It's not just Kurds on Arabs or Kurds on Turks. It's Kurds on Kurds. You're bringing these people into your environment in sufficient numbers that they will they will form the anthro insula, the human islands, right? The human islands, the human islands, when you have sufficient numbers and you don't tend to intermarry much, or even at all, in some cases, then you will have your own, your own culture will grow, you'll balkanize. And that's what's happening in the United States right now. You'll end up with a, you'll end up with a a Muslim, uh, uh, you know, governor of Michigan. I mean, in the not too distant future, right? The next, you know, everybody, uh, police chiefs and everybody else will be enforcing uh, Sharia law. Yeah. Well, we're seeing it in Minnesota. Uh, they've they've taken over Minneapolis. I grew up a Vikings fan, Minnesota Vikings football fan, and it was a uh, it was a uh, you know, great team to watch, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm here in Minneapolis. Just passed a bill where they uh, uh, announced that they were siding with uh, Hamas in uh, in uh, Middle East in in this uh, activity there. And uh, very uh, you know, yeah, I think it's the. This I was going to say, student council, but the city council is has got a lot of you know Muslims in it, a lot of Somalians. We've got uh, uh, Omar, is that her name, the representative who just recently yeah. was was talking about being basically not an American. She's a U.S. rep. They had her on the Intel Committee. At least this uh, Congress kicked her off that. But um, you know, she's talking about uh, being you know not, not a, against basically against the U.S. She's a national of Somalia. It's um, She's an enemy so of the I United you're States. Kind of, you're spot on. Yeah. yeah. And it's time to get rid of all this dual citizenship. I know it's going to make all the Israelis go crazy and whatnot. Time to get rid of uh, dual citizenship, period. Yank it. You're that or you're us, right? It needs to be one or the other, right? And, you know, of mm-hmm. course, you know, right now people are clicking off. I'll never support you again, Michael. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm not a traitor. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not going to smoke dope for money on in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say you should have dual citizenship and be traitors, and, you know, and and, and have uh, there's there's no such thing as, uh, you know, loyalty to both countries. You're, you're loyal to us or you're loyal to them. Right. And they're clearly yeah. loyal to, to other countries. And that includes yeah. places like Ukraine as well. Right. Uh, we, we have our government is completely in China. We our gov- we have people with top secret clearances working at embassies, working in communication centers, working at NSA, CIA, FBI, uh, uh, the whole zoo. We have people from foreign countries that are openly not Americans. And, and I mean, they're clearly even if they have a, I call them I mean, they have U.S. citizenship but they're not Americans. There's a huge difference between being an American and have a paperwork that says you're a U.S. citizenship. There's a massive difference. Mm. I mean, I'm American. Yeah. You're American. Millions, tens of millions, 
of us are straight up hardcore Americans and they they got to get rid of us because we are the only thing standing in between them and having control of the B1 bombers, nuclear weapons and everything. Right. You know, and yeah. and, 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 and 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 they at this rate, they will That's get it. it. Who is they? Yeah, it's like- a lot late. They is a, there's a lot of different they's. This is a multiplayer jungle. There's a Chinese Communist Party. There are Islamists, you know, from numerous, uh, uh, let's say, ecosystems in and of themselves themselves. You know, anyway, long story short, there, there's a lot of different they's. It's a jungle. But it, but we are we have to fight back. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, you know better than anybody. You've been around the world. Uh... I don't know how many times it's been how two more than two hundred countries. How many p- countries you've been? Uh, to? About a hundred. About a hundred. Hundred. Yeah, yeah. hundred countries. Been a, been everywhere, and uh, and you've seen it. You've seen it firsthand. War correspondent from both what Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, your your early yeah, work was Iraq, that. You Afghanistan, were given awards for that. Yeah, and, and quite a few others. So I'm I'm familiar with war, and you know one of the things about war is. War is as complex as medicine, really. It's like it's, it's as deep as you want to go. Right. But one of the things you'll find about war, especially after you've been to a few of them, and I've been to quite a few uh, wars and conflicts, uh, they are like mammals. Right. Let's say a, a, a mouse and an elephant are very, very different. We could talk all week for you know how different a mouse and an elephant are, but we could turn it right around and talk about how similar they are. Wars are the same. They're all different and they're all very similar as well. They're, so so uh, I see we've got three minutes. I see a, a text just came on. So, uh, so I, and it's the same with wars. And after you've done enough war and you've studied enough war, you know, you, you can kind of walk into the cockpit. That's why I went to Hong Kong right at the beginning of what was kicking off in 2019. I recognized what was happening was not actual protest. That was beyond protest. I mean, they were doing their last spasms of, you know, the best they could do actual low level insurgency. Right. Uh, but they they obviously didn't succeed. They weren't getting external support. Uh, very, very little. Uh, not enough. Sufficient. Not sufficient, of course. And and they you know, they're reliant on mainland China for practically everything, water and electricity and food. And, you know, and so the bottom line is, is they were they're gone. I mean, at this point, unless Chinese mm-hmm. Communist Party um, collapses, uh, which you know could always happen, uh, Hong Kong will be absorbed into the body at this rate. And at this rate, if it continues like this, many of the Cantonese speakers will be overseas Cantonese speakers. Yeah, right. Well, a lot of them are. I think a lot in '97 when the, during the handover, a lot of people went to like uh, uh, Vancouver, places like that, and took their money and left. And um, yeah, I mean that you know they were scared. They didn't know what was going to happen. They wanted to keep their freedom. Now they're going to Canada and the U.S. and the, and and we're going in a similar direction. I think Americans can see it. Americans are fed up with this. We've got, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, maybe you know finally in a, in a final comment here, Michael. What's going on with Texas? We, we the media says, oh look, Abbott has shut down the border. It's all great now and everything's fine and we've stopped these guys from invading. What's the real truth? Abbott's World Economic Forum. We know what uniform he wears. We know what he does. He never shuts the border. And I was one of the many people are saying, including conservatives whose side I'm definitely on, you know, many of the conservatives are saying, oh, there was cowards saying, you know, don't go there to Eagle Pass. And that was one of those. And I'm damn sure not a coward. Right. But I know what's yeah. going on because I watched this very closely. I, you know, I was in Panama a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, two or three weeks ago, just before this kicked off. And, and, and they were talking about Eagle Pass right in Panama. And so I got a piece of pepper and I, and I put it on this large table we were all, all at. And I said, Eagle yeah. Pass is this piece of pepper and this table is the border. Yeah, uh, we got to go 30 seconds. OK, yeah, yeah, it's not doing it. And you're so right. You've been there and you know what you're talking about better than anybody. And uh Michael, it's an, it's an honor to have you here again and get you back as soon as we can. We really appreciate your updates because you're there. And I've learned persons, people there know better than anybody. So thanks so much for your time. Be safe and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Joe. I hope you're going to come with me uh, down to Darien or somewhere soon. Wow. It's uh, thank you. Thank you, Michael. God bless. And-